In this episode, Ryan and I give a glimpse of what we'll talk about at the 2023 Nelson Nash Institute Think Tank. And since we can't help ourselves, we discussed related subjects along the way and had fun doing so. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bank with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery. I'm your co-host, Ryan Griggs. And it's uh, been a minute. Mr. Griggs has been traveling the world and welcome home, sir. I've missed you. It always seems like it's been a minute. But it has. I mean, yeah, we're busy. Well, I mean, I don't know about you. He, I'm busy. He's traveling. I'm working. <laughs> you know? Oh, we had holidays. Here we are. Early January. 23. Happy New Year. I guess we had a, a New Year's episode. I did huh? a New Year's episode. And let me tell you, it was, you probably didn't even listen to it. There you go. Oh, oh he's telling my, on himself here. Okay. That's in my cool. queue. Yeah. Um, let me tell you what. Josh was here and. You know, and I just, I didn't want to go along. Um, and, you know, we kind of did a look back. And I'm like, Josh, what, what you know, what, what can, looking back, you know, and, and on the fly, he pulled up numbers, views, subscriptions, how many guests, you know, have uh-huh. had, how many episodes, and, and, uh, and then kind of looked a little bit forward, you know, Wayne Jett's coming up. And, Barry Dacus coming up. Those are beautiful uh, conversations that I had. And and I'm just saying that for me, when I walked away from that, it was like the next day, Ryan. I'm thinking it's like, man, that's that's awesome. I mean, who has 50 clients that will, you know, come and share their personal uh, experience? I think the answer is literally nobody. I mean, but that's very, yeah, right. And that's powerful, though. You know, somebody to share, and it's like, if you can't resonate with some or all of them, there's something wrong with you. I mean, they're mm. great salt of the earth people, yeah. you know? And anyway, that was, I enjoyed that, you know, Good. New Year's um, episode. So thanks for mentioning it. And you have an opportunity to watch it. It's out there. <laughs> yes. Plenty of opportunities. Yeah. And since it's January, we have the annual Nelson Nash Institute think tank coming up always happens in february and uh we've been asked to speak again yes i'm excited what do you, you know what you're going to talk about i sure do yeah we're both actually talking on the same day too mm-hmm. so i think i'm speaking after you so. pour it on them <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh it's like it's be a hard act to follow nothing i'm going to act at all i mean i'm going to convey what i want to convey yeah uh and we're going to well, there's some life insurance company representatives that'll have a chance to address the group, and we we bookend them. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, that would be good. So I thought one thing we could do today, as we talked about beforehand, is maybe touch on what we might talk about. Because we had a, the live event, the Banking with Life live event, first one back in October, October yeah. of 22. So... Maybe that material will feed in to some degree. I mean, two different groups, right? Our clients versus the IBC practitioner membership. Yeah, two different audiences. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? What will be... Well, uh, what do you intend to share? Give us some some cliff note highlights. Yeah, um, I believe that my talk is from the... Uh, Client-only event is ready, and it'll be going into client-only access mm-hmm. before the think tank, I hope, which is, you know, several weeks away. Um, 
But what I'm going to talk about at the think tank is going to be a modification of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think it's important. I know when I was, a, a, you know, newly exposed to the idea that you could become your own banker and the infinite banking concept, um, you know, conveying the, the idea and it is somewhat difficult or can be challenging. Um, and, and so what I've done in my talk, I've gone back to Nelson's work not to replace, improve, critique him at all. Um, but there's so much noise out there. You, I almost get tired of talking about it. And I'm just trying to touch Nelson's work and kind of bring what we do forward through the changes within the industry, mm. the CSO changes, mm-hmm. commissioner standard, ordinary table, uh, you know, life expectancies change. So the way they process life insurance has changed. And then we've had the 7702 change, which changes the uh, some rates that life insurance companies must use to determine a modified endowment contract, which therefore changes the structure of policies previous to 2022. Um, interest rates have come down. Uh, interest rates have been flat for 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to come up in the home office. The people in the home offices of these life insurance companies have little to no experience of this situation. Right. But look, you can't control them. Neither can you. Neither can mm-hmm. I. Right. The Fed didn't call you and say, hey, Mr. <laughs> Griggs, what do you think we ought to do? Right. So, you know, we can't control that. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to modify it, you know, for agents. Um, what I liked in your talk, especially, I mean, of course, I always like everything you say when you talk, but. Well, that's very flattering. Thank you. Well, I, just, I think some people hear you. I mean, I just had this impression at prior think tanks or whenever it's, you know, you're you. You're a unique character with the Southern draw and all that. And then all the experience you bring. And I think some people hear it and they, I don't know, discount it or something, or they don't. Sometimes I think there's just a lack of appreciation of the wisdom that's coming through. Oh, I felt underappreciated many times in my life. (laughs) Well, and I, I, I had, there's been times where I've kind of felt that way too. Cause I, you know, the young guy or, you know, he's using big words or it's too analytical. So, uh, you know, and so it's all discounted and set to the side. And it's like, so I don't know. I'm sensitive about that kind of thing. Sure. And I, I know it happens when, cause look, like other agents in the business, let's just be clear about it. See your production record. And it's, that's impressive to them. Like the numbers yeah. are impressive. And so there's like a, can't see all mine. There's like an attract, yeah, not, and they don't see ever. They don't even see yeah, everything, yeah. right? And so, so there's like a, like a superficial attraction based on that. Ooh, superficial attraction. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like the the core message and yeah. and the nuance of the core message being the thing that draws people, right? And when the core message and application of the core message is what produces. Yes, that's what's responsible for everything else. Yeah. Right. And that's just a derivative, in my opinion, of the work that is done. Exactly. And the benefit that the client enjoys. Yeah. 
So I think that uh, no question. A lot of the agents, but I think of this dinner we went to recently with the, the little guy who does the pension business. Who? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was like fanboys, that, and but then you could tell like the the language he was using. It's like oh, he just doesn't. The IBC is. I mean, happens to be three letters that are together. <laughs> it's like there's nothing. One more thing that I could uh, put in my quiver as an arrow. yeah another tool in the toolbox arrow yeah. in the quiver and, and it's always got to be i've done this 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 and this and this and this and this and yeah uh which is god bless you perfect good yeah. and so it's almost like setting the stage you know it's a superficial um appreciation excuse me so i've got to build myself up for me so we can which no it's 100 percent, and it's just hilarious to watch but my point is that uh, i think a lot of the time the these little nuggets are missed in all of that. So like one thing you did in the talk was back in October and maybe, I don't know if you're going to do something like this in February or not, but I don't either. I don't even know what it is. I know. <laughs> but the, <clears throat> the part where it's towards the end when you did examples of different people based on clients at different ages, you like re- reference some of their circumstances, you know, where they were in the fa- family, grandparents, parents, or kids, or grandkids, structure of policies and premium amounts, and and, and associated death benefit and cash values. Proper, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, but it was so, but you went through it quick, is the one thing what? I was like. I started talking now, I started talking slow, and I'm not, I'm just sharing, you know, I'm not giving excuses or anything, but, you know, and I think we mentioned it before, but when we showed up at the venue and the, the AV team had been there twice previously yeah. to the event, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the whole sound system and the house sound system was, didn't work. It just says there wasn't and one. Yeah. Because the previous, you know, it was explained to us that the previous uh, uh, event holders, you know, jacked with the soundboard. So, okay. So that throws off and we were on time. I mean, it was like, we might've been a minute off the agenda, which it wasn't a regimented military agenda anyway, because we had uh, plenty of time for attendees to get to know each other. And they have, as a matter of fact, I've had clients meet in Hawaii since then. And there are some really get clients in Hawaii and the client stateside in the stateside clients just took mm. a vacation to Hawaii and they send me a picture Text me a picture no of them together. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so I'm just saying it wasn't a militaristic agenda, right? But we were thrown off on the timing. So I start, and I know I talk slow. I get it, okay? And I was talking too slow. So when I realized that is when I got the cue card that I've got 10 or 15 minutes left. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So then I sped through that, Yes, the last part of it. Which was, in my opinion, the most powerful part. It I was. was it was like where everything was going because it was. Yes. It all led up to that. And so, if I was a better speaker, you know, that wouldn't happen. So, but I'm, I'm a working project. So I'm a project in work. Work in so. progress. I'm working on my progress. <laughs> <laughs> I am a work in progress. Okay, sorry. But I mean, and just little things in that, like there's never one structure that's everywhere and always correct. Um, you know that there's actually some thought. And strategy that goes into the selection of the premium amount, like the and the, the the particular kind of company matters insofar as we're talking about flexibility in the PUA rider or catch up provisions, like all of those little things were baked into that. They may not have gotten like express articulated points, but. 
that was all there. I mean, I could see all of that in there. And it's like, wow, I mean, you could spend another hour just going through that. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that. I mean, thank it, you. Cause I really, that, that talk or that, you know, presentation could be developed out because I got into retirement income, passive income, right? And didn't, and I'm just throwing out numbers. Yeah. Right. But then comparatively, which I didn't go through the report um, of the the four percent rule, and the contrast, yeah, is unbelievable. So if you understood what life insurance could do when it is structured properly, and you actually pay a premium legitimately, um, and not just use it to you know seek a ROI on your next real estate deal, um, which mm. I'm just saying that. It, it serves you well now, and it serves you well for your whole life, the rest of your life, and then it's still a benefit to your people once you graduate. There's just such a nice integrated logic Thank to you. all of that. Now, see, coming from a young man of your stature and education, you know, that means something. So thank you. I, I mean it. and Because you compare to the other online marketing presentations or especially the stuff that comes straight from the home office where everything like from the home offices of life insurance companies everything's a sales concept right and you know if the irs makes a modification to the irs code well that's just a field day for the marketers right because then they get to <laughs> present this new sales concept based on like a, the year-end tax strategies yeah we're gonna oh. base our financial decisions off what the government does well that's a plan for success right there right okay so that's home offices they have their sales concepts and then you got the online people who just ha have the goldfish attention span with the buzzwords whether it's cash flow real estate uh passive ma mailbox money uh, passive income uh all the different if there's technology involved, well, then we're really having a field day, right? So the crypto stuff, the coins, the tokens, the NFTs, the Airbnbs, the, you know. Short-term rentals. Yeah, r r rental arbitrage, you know, lease and then turn around and don't tell the landlord and then do the smaller. Yeah, it's like all that to me is just exhausting because it's not integrated. It's, it's like little, it's like a like marketing commodification. It's like a little piece of like scraps off the table there's not it's not substance there's not more to it i know? love this because i i have not heard his talk because it hadn't been given yet uh but i have a, an idea of the outline yeah so <clears throat> you're 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 going to i'm gonna address some of that address some of this to a room full of agents that you know you're probably not going to make a lot of friends new friends anyway I might, I might not, it, but the thing is, and I was thinking about this on the way over, it's like, <clears throat> IBC is just deeper. Like the idea of capital, it's just beneath, not been, it's just more fundamental in that sense. It's deeper, it's, it, it's underneath all of these schemes and plans and drag and drop, copy paste, financial ideas you know i'm gonna go online and someone's gonna teach you a fun financial idea like that it, all of that just bothers me and it, it it's a, it's also presumptive it's like how many like how many doors do people really want to manage how many toilets do you want to clean i mean how how much do you want to rely on the real estate market for your passive cash flow late in life <coughs> I mean, how many people want to really 
truly become real estate investors. They just don't like the idea of it. I mean, and I know there's real estate investors out there. God bless you. But I mean, the, the proportion of the marketing aimed at real estate versus everything else is di disproportionate to say the least. Yes, yeah. And to me, it's like we're, we're jumping clean over the normal person who just wants to manage their money properly and to their benefit and their family's benefit. And IBC speaks to them. I mean, the people in becoming your own banker are buying cars and they're financing the equipment in their business. And education. Yeah, you got a grocery store example. I mean, <laughs> basic mundane things. And it's like, this is out of left field, but I, so I do yoga and hot yoga hot yoga and it's it's brutal listen the young man's lost like can i do you mind <laughs> yeah, go for I mean, it. He, he look, he's got to go shop for new clothes he's lost so much weight like 40 plus pounds yeah and not like in an unhealthy way no i am so good job i'm proud of you thank you okay. uh, hot yoga was part of that is my point and and one element of it is like straining in yoga you'll tap halfway through. Like if, if you're just, if you're like trying to muscle through things, you're out. I mean, it's not gonna, you're not going to last. Yeah. You got to relax and resist less rather than try so hard. And that produces a favorable outcome. And it's like in the, in these finance, you know, everybody's straining and falling over themselves to go find the next best financial yeah get ahead quick, get rich quick, hack strategy on social media when it's like, maybe that's not the way. Maybe the way is just to relax a bit and look in the mirror, examine what's going on in your financial circumstances already and see, is there a way to optimize that? And that, I mean, to me, IBC sits in that framework. You, I mean, you've said it early, way, way early on. IBC puts jet engines on what you're already doing. Yeah. Like you don't have to go out and do something new or, you know, fall into one of these creative social media marketing rabbit holes or become a digital marketer or solopreneur. You know, I mean, if, if people do that, great. IBC can help them too because everybody has the opportunity to take over control of the banking function. But how many times do you hear that come out of a, a marketer's mouth? Uh, Who's controlling the banking function as it relates to you? Banking is... And the the fact is, Americans have abdicated their responsibility to perform the banking function. So then the third party lenders, and I'm being generous when I use that word, they perform the banking function. And you know who the most profitable one in the whole deal is? The banker. Mm -hmm. It's like, so. And that's why I get mad at economists who oh my gosh. are the ones who should be telling the story. They're the ones who should be saying... They're talking about what capital is, what the what, what the relationship between capital and opportunity in your life is, but all of that's oh like, choo, I, I mean, I mean it's, so, it's so simple though, and then I mean it's so simple. I mean, I read a comment earlier where uh, I mean not this one, but another one that's older, and and the guy says something along the lines of these salesmen. I mean, not talking about you or me, or you're talking about me. Uh, these salesmen, you know, can't just you know convey a simple i mean i'm being generous in my you know uh iteration of his comment which i'm going to address but he's like you just can't 
you know, straightforward and say uh, term is cheaper than whole life. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, that's a, that was the essence of his comment. It's like, don't I don't want to talk about capital. I don't want to talk about banking. I don't want to talk about, you know, any of that. Just cut to the chase. Yeah, just how much is the death benefit costing you? It's like, oh, my gosh, please move on. You're such a scholar, you know? It's like, it's, but the, it, it's the same in the marketing world almost. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, how many likes, subscriptions, subscriptions can you pay for to catch an algorithm? It changes all the time. Right. I mean, you Anyway, okay. And, it, and it's really like, you know, uh, capital attracts opportunity. That's bass backwards. Not any economist has ever, ever in my life until Nelson Nash mm. said that. Ever. Okay. Well, you know what? The truth also attracts mm. truth seekers. You know what I mean? It's the truth either attracts or repels. So it's like, oh my gosh, I got to tell the truth. Yeah. It reminds it's a beautiful me. thing. I've had this introductory call that went way over time. Oh, of course. And uh, it's a certain kind of client, and some of y'all are watching this will describe you. Uh-oh. Uh, Be gentle. And it's all good. I get it. Lots of questions, which is fine. I like questions. He even said, I've been talking to some other people, and I've asked them these questions, and I just haven't liked the answers. And I said, Oh, my gosh. I had the same comment. The really? very same comment. I mean, not Yes. Oh, we're not talking about the same person. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. He's our next new client. But he, so I'm just saying. And he, so he goes, so, so he's like, let me ask you. Okay. We end up talking for like an hour. And eventually he gets to things like internal rates of return and interest rates. And like, like, okay, you know, just so you know, we're wandering off the path here. And you can do that. And we can talk about these things. You know, we can talk about why comparing dividend crediting scales, the policy loan rates, doesn't matter. Apples to oranges comparison. We can talk about, you know, how, how IBC isn't meant to be perfect. Life insurance companies aren't perfect. They're not going to solve for every possible future financial contingency. Some of these people, the Austrians, God bless them. They're my friends, the libertarian minded, more people who are skeptical of, you know, Federal Reserve, the commercial banks, which I include myself in that category. You know, they, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if the government comes for whole life? What if from the tech? What if? And I'm like, yeah, what if Biden nukes L.A.? You know, I mean, what if there's always what if like this isn't we only get to choose from the options that we have available. This is we can't compare to perfection. And the you know? future is unknown. And yeah. So, so it, it's about how do we is there a better way to manage, own and operate? the banking function as we're currently doing it. Like not how do we match an ideal? How do we yeah. create the perfect financial? Well, we're, it's not perfect. And we can have a joint complaint session about the nature of fiat currency and fractional reserve banking and business cycles. And I'm all there for all of that. A joint complaint session. Session? Yeah. I've attended many of them. Great. Yeah. Hours of life that will never get back. And there's just... We but can, I did meet cool people there. I'm just yeah, it's fun. I'm got a little over it myself. It's like we can sit there stewing. Listen, he's traveled across the country to attend these things. Quit it. I know. And just spoke at a couple. Well, okay. we can sit there and like wallow in the problem or enjoy the solution. Amen. And so it's like, how long do we want to spend off in the wilderness? Yeah, you know, before we come back to address the problems. 
And that is the it is the banking problem. That it Yeah, I, we're making bankers money by relying on them for access to and control over capital. And that is the problem to solve. Really, it's a matter of ever just like you say if you don't understand the details, concept, no. If you understand the details, concept doesn't matter, but if you, if you don't understand, understand the concept, detail, the details don't matter. There you go. If you do understand the concept, the details don't matter. The details are important because we're really kind of talking about your capital in there, but yeah. it's true. But if you catch the con- IBC is more caught than it is taught, yeah, if you catch yeah. it, everything else is detailed, man. It's just, it's really a matter of what's the right premium number, what's the right structure, which company are we going to work with? In the duration. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, this, I had another call. Look, I had more than one call this week. Right. Um, <laughs> It talked to a lovely gentleman, you know, he had a client, right? Um, and previously, relatively new client, uh, maybe six months. And uh, he, you know, scheduled a call and he had a list of questions. And, and I, too, like questions, right? Um, they're legitimate and they're honest. Right? I don't like trivial gotcha kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, anyway. I wasn't really looking forward to the call because there were so many questions, right? But he's a client, um, <clears throat> and they were legitimate questions. And it was one of the best calls I've had in a while, mm. right? Because he's he's got five or six designations, you know, and he's in, in you know I'm answering the questions, and um, it was about two weeks because we're it was through the holidays, you know. He sent the email that we were able to talk, and then you know I had COVID. Um, and, and so anyway, I'm just answering the questions and, and he, we're just sharing, you know, he's sharing his thought process and this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm doing. And I was just, you know, it's almost nirvana. I'm like, your mm-hmm. thought process, your thinking, you're on a natural progression mm-hmm. that only happens after you've paid premium. Yeah. Right. And then started, you know, and, and he started the email with, you know, I've had this policy, you know, I love it. I've done this, 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 and this. And I mean, so he's doing it. And um, it was just awesome because I'm like, listen, you have a natural, I mean, that's just a, you're on the natural progression of thinking. I said, but it's, you know, we're only like three months into it. And so you're a little bit, uh, you know, ahead or, you know, it's kind of, kind of quick. And he goes, oh no, you don't understand, James. Let me, you know, full disclosure. I read Nelson's book in 20 or 10 years ago. I said, oh, well, that makes all the sense in the world. And then his potentially his designations and his education prevented him, you know, from implementing. And, and you know, he's a gentleman my age, you know, and uh, I mean, it's just awesome. And he's just like, OMG, you mm-hmm. know, he's doing it. So those are really the best. Those are like the most fulfilling kinds of conversations when someone comes and. Yeah. They have one. They have a certain idea, certain preconceptions, but they're open, and then you see the transformation. Oh, and, and then the change—not just the, the the transformation in the kinds of questions that are asked. And one, I can always tell when it's happening in particular when people start asking about the how the. They wouldn't put it in these words, but how the timing and magnitude of future cash flows might affect their premium decisions today. You know, because it never starts there, right? It's, well, this is the income or this is how much I spent. Current and past kind of thinking like an accountant. Sure. Which is fine. God bless the accountants. But then there's like a, there's a trans, there's a, there 
will be a point in, in client conversations I can often pinpoint when it happens where a switch flips and they start thinking like a banker, mm-hmm. yeah. looking at future cash flows and how much can they depend upon them? How likely are they? What's the timing like? Right. If, if there's government program money, for instance, you know, how close is 59 and a half? When can we tap that what money? What happens when you retire and you don't have the income and then you have the assets and the underwriting is, you know, different and... Yeah. And, and you start like, to see it kind of fall yes, together. Yes. Oh. Yes. And it's like, oh, oh, so what we're, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I paid enough premium. Like, well, you know. <laughs> Probably don't. And on the other side of all that is, oh, I see why I'd want yes. to be able to pay yes. a premium for as long as freaking oh my possible. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we've had these conversations almost weekly in my you know, I mean, we lay out the telling you the future is unknown. You know, to, for me to say that and for you to hear it, it's like, yeah, shut up, James. Of course it is. No, but just apply that. Think about that. Ruminate on that for a minute. And then what you do today, right? It's like, why would you want convertible term? It's not because the life insurance industry trains these young agents to go get the client with pennies on the dollar, you know, pennies on premium so you can sell them and convert them later. Right. Yeah. I mean, which is an industry uh, strategy. Just call, you know, the low. OK, uh, wait a minute. You know, if you're if you have obligations, you know, if you're a family individual with a family, have dependents or it's OK to be properly insured. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and things change in a sudden in a heartbeat in an instant. And then all of a sudden you're uninsurable. Yeah. Oh, oh, so I was closer to being properly insured. And even though I'm not insurable, I can still expand my banking system if, you know, my family chooses to do so. I'm just saying, uh, it's not just trivial. Oh, the future is unknown. It, of course it's true. Of course we all know that. I mean, it's like when, when it comes out of, you know, my mouth, I mean, of course we all know that. Okay. There's meaningful implications that are not yeah. immediately obvious. And that's just one. That's just, you know, yeah. one example that's happened recently. Okay. Anyway. Well, and that the fact that there are material transformations in how, in someone's strategic perspective, like they, what they thought, or even like the raw material of what they thought looks totally different on the other side of a proper strategic like advisory conversation, that is the value of of having a competent advisor. I mean, I think you got the chat GPT stuff, the, you know, the online artificial intelligence, anything that involves like rote repeat tasks is going to be done by a computer in five years or whatever. The gaming apps that are front running all their accounts. Yeah, you know, you're gonna just... you're gonna quote the term stuff on the term insurance online and oh yeah uh, oh all the new ones that are not profitable and cannot be profitable. Yeah, funny oh. how that works out, huh? huh. It's so wow. it's so efficient mm. and but yet they can't turn a profit. Weird. Hmm. Uh, mm. And then you've got the now there are people who you can you know request a, a 1090 illustration online and sure, sign up and just. Get into your application. No communication with an advisor at all. Nothing strategic. No evaluation of 
principles or philosophy or objectives. Well, no. we'll get to that after they say yes, right? Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. It's ten ninety. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I get that? Speaking going on? of, spe- I'm Uh-oh. so glad you mentioned that. Oh, okay. This, <laughs> Softball there, we'll, right? Yeah, we'll okay. get to it after they say yes. Absolutely. There is a prominent, relatively prominent, quote unquote, coach. And I think I told you about this. Okay. I'm Among advisors. This happens. People should be aware this happens. Okay. You know, you, the the one advisor pays money to the advisor coach. Oh, advi- oh my gosh. If you're in the financial industry, insurance agent, financial advisor, there it's just like, you know, you're the average all-American and you've got the real estate guru tracking you down. If you spend too much time looking at their, you know, online social media presence, whatever, then you're targeted forever, you know? Yeah. If you're in the financial services industry, and I know a lot of agents and advisors listen, thank you. Uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the same a, thing happens. A gazillion about. coaches out there that if you'll just, you know, separate yourself from your capital, they'll they'll make sure <laughs> huh. you get a lot more capital in return. <laughs> and I wonder why they're not out doing it. Huh. Are they licensed? Did they have a license? That was revoked. I don't know. I'm asking a legitimate question. Are there some states that they can't do business in? Are there some companies that won't do business with them? And then they have to get their wife or their son or their sister or their brother license. Or they have to go set up a uh, an LLC, right? And then have non-licensed people or maybe have a licensed person set up an LLC. And then they, because they can't get a license or don't have a license, they become part, a member of the LLC, you're talking about stuff like that? <laughs> I'm talking about stuff like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I and, digress. And at the end of all of that, like, I'm thinking one particular interaction, This the, the individual who had employed the services of one of these a advisor professional, coaches. A financial professional employed the service yeah. of a... I got you. Okay. The, this individual had her friends as that were going to become clients and they're ready to deliver an application has been done underwriting has been done the policy is ready for delivery and the advisor coach tells the advisor we'll design it during the free look period after the policy is delivered after the first premium is paid are you serious i'm during the so pre-look, so the pre-look period, the premium is paid. The you know the policy, policy is issued. Course. You know the the I mean that exchange is done right. Consideration the premium is considered. That contract is in force, but because it's life insurance, then every state has either ten, twenty, or thirty day free look period, where the consumer who just purchased and entered into a life insurance contract and just paid the premium has a time period to change their mind. This is a free look period, right? And so it's, it's uh, you know, every state is different. Most are 30, some are 20, and there's a couple that are 10. You should know what that is. If you're a consumer, you should know what your state is, and your professional will tell you what it is, right? Okay. Um, during that free look period where the consumer can say, you know what? I've changed my mind for any reason whatsoever. I want my premium back. The premium is returned and it's as, it's as if an application was never made. During this 10, 20, or 30-day period, you're telling me that's when they're going to design the policy. <laughs> that's how this went. Yeah. How easy is it to get an insurance license? <laughs> 
It's you're kidding. I'm, you're seriously kidding. I am not kidding. I'll tell I, you the name of the after. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I want to know. If, do I know them? You know of them. I don't want to know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But this okay. So okay. this is the kind of thing that goes on out there. In oh my gosh! So it's exhausting, and it none of you know controlling the banking function never part of the controlling the banking even, function. Was, was there any? I'm sorry, but was there any education to the consumer on just the mechanics or characteristics of the life insurance contract that they're even purchasing? The, no. There, there couldn't have been. No. Right? There, there wasn't any education from the advisor coach to the advisor on those things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sure. And they're paying for the... The advisor called the home office of the life insurance company, conveyed financial information about the client to the home office staff member, and out of that conversation came an illustration with a premium number and some sort of, wow. quote-unquote, design. Although design conveys too much intentionality but yeah and i'm like why and people wonder uh, people question the integrity of life insurance agents i know you know well and this particular person was remorseful about the state of i mean that was one of the reasons this individual contacted me was to essentially get validation <laughs> or a rationale for why all that needed to be stopped Oh, and because okay. so I mean, they knew something was yeah, going wrong, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I would stop everything oh now. Gosh. It's okay to to follow your instincts. Yeah, but okay. So the, okay. that kind of mentality, that kind of attitude in the business is out there, and so now we're going to automate it. I mean, what could go wrong? Oh, you know, yeah. what could go wrong? And I've been very pleased with the. Uh, it's like really been gratifying the feedback on my whole life insurance mechanic series. I mean, that's eight hours of like pretty rigorous step-by-step analysis of the of like an underlying philosophy that might motivate policy design. And that's like a starting point, right? Yeah. Then we talk. And you're going to automate that? You can't. Come on. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, I've said it many times. I'll continue to say it. Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, his second book, Building Your Warehouse of Well. And I know there's a lot, of, there's a book coming out every week, right? We'll get to that though. <laughs> um, How Privatized Banking Really Works, Dr. Robert Murphy and Carlos Lara. And they've done other works. Nelson's Six and a half hour video is available on DVD. Yes, it's a piece of plastic that you stick into a machine. I get it. I know it's 2023. It's also accessible uh, digitally. Okay. And it's almost to me, it's like precious metals. I mean, do I want to own them or do I just want the paper? Mm. Do I don't want the access. You know, the paper gives me access mm. or do I want to own them? I want to own them. Right. I'll, I'll, I'm not a gamer. I can go buy a game set. I mean, I can get a DVD to play. I'm just saying. Um, okay. And then the Banking with Live DVD, which is a 10-year anniversary this year, which was a 100-year anniversary of the Federal Reserve. And so I get it. It's dated. Oh, well, so is the Federal Reserve. What's changed? Not much. Okay. Your work, right? Our five-part book review, the hundred and something hours at no cost on YouTube, in-depth, on purpose, not, you know, one second, 15 second, 20 
Yeah. In all of that content, right, all of that material is available for, because you got to buy the man, the, the, you got to buy their books, right? You got to pay for that six and a half hour. Um, all of that is, it, it's got to be under $500. I know it is. Wait, $300, $300 tops. So why wouldn't an agent or an advisor or a consumer, instead of in the agent advisor's perspective, paying the expert guru, right? That I promise you charges more than three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars a month, a, a year. Yeah, and then and then the consumer instead of buying these online uh, series, educational, free downloads, um, you know, nineteen ninety nine. But we're going to discount it today for twenty nine ninety nine if you sign up today. Whatever, I don't know how they price them, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Why wouldn't you? the consumer, someone who's genuinely interested in learning more about the infinite banking concept, why wouldn't you spend $300 in, you know, 10 hours educating yourself from the source? I mean, why? I don't I don't understand that. I know that you're busy, I'm busy, your schedule's full, my schedule's full. I get it. But if you're going to, you know, pay premium or put capital your money your capital that you've exchanged your time for right uh, taking away from your family and all the other things that you like to do to work to generate this capital this revenue this income that capital right that means something to you why wouldn't you spend the time i don't get it yeah. i want to it, it's i didn't mean to throw you off no you're good i it sorry the point of all of that before was to come back to the value of a competent advisory conversation. And I think that's where the emphasis should be when, when we talk about how to go and start this stuff. Right? And to, if the agent or the advisor hadn't done what I just went through, I don't believe they can be competent. Then how in the world are they going to have the conversation? Yeah. They can't. Yeah. But they can sell you a life insurance policy 1090. Right. Or 8020. And if you just, you know, tell me what kind of premium you want to pay, I mean, that's just beyond ridiculously dumbed down. It's just commoditized. I mean, I don't even know what the proper word is. Yeah, there's just such power in, in like a in a proper reframing of things. You know, one thing I, I like to do with clients is, you know, after we go through our process and we figure out what an appropriate premium will be is just to tell them what that premium is in terms of their income, like in percentage terms. Like, okay, so it's about 28% of annual gross cash flows. I mean, that's, you know, a average annual savings rate in the U.S. is like 3 or 4%. So 28 is an improvement. Uh, it, 28, right. Yeah. That's like, yeah. It just, and and then there's always silence on the other end of the phone. It's like, oh. You kind of understand the magnitude of what this can do for people. It's like you've learned about proper capitalization. You've learned about the power of taking ownership and control over the banking function. And the result of that is you're going to change a quarter or a third or more of the direction of your cash flows every year. That's going to, you're going to do that every year. And if you're thinking long range, you're going to do it every year for a long time. That's going to have an impact. And I mean, not only is cash value growth compounded, but the transformation and thinking compounds on itself. I mean, and then you see the, because one thing that 
I know people who are constant, who are like who want to get to the bottom of it on IBC online. And what do I use the policy loans for? And oh. I get to a point where you know, because I, I have clients who use policy loans for things that I would never even think of, and perfect you know this gets into the idea of capital and opportunity which i'll expand on more uh, at the think tank talk it's like for me to tell you what you should be investing in is awfully presumptive you know i have very little time with people as it is though we spend more time than i think happens in certain like the online automated context but we have some hours but i don't know like what lights a fire in you like what's your passion or hobby or what you used to do as a kid that you really enjoy like so many times like and i told you this little quip you know if we're going to think about investment or entrepreneurial opportunity someone ought to look on in the mirror before they look online no question and i love it too because it's sure because the the what do you want to invest in Go look in the mirror. There you go. Well, should you invest in? Go look in the mirror. And how's that work or what's that look like? Well, there, the answer to that shouldn't be clear right away. If it was, you'd already be doing it. So the fact that it's not indicates there's some progress to be made. And isn't that what we would want? Like a, a path to travel down that we haven't traveled down yet? It's like, yes, well, okay, what in the financial world, what's required to, you know, finance a, a hobby into an entrepreneurial business? It's capital. Well, how do we, okay, well, that's what the infinite banking concept is doing is giving you the infrastructure to build the capital, go to go and do that thing. Uh, in the, in writing this book manuscript, I've went through a, a, portion on like late life passive cash flow and i just got into thinking about the idea of outsourcing reliance uh outsourcing our independence really to like an employer to expect the employer or to expect the third-party institution to provide the retirement plan like i'm going to give over some money every year and some other party is going to take care of it and i don't really need to investigate or even know what's going on and all that's going to work out such such that i can rely on a cash flow from the age i'm 65 to 100 you know it's like do are we thinking through that? Like that, that is not going to work and it doesn't work. That's why most people who have tax qualified plans take their early distributions and then end up with pennies on the dollar when it actually comes time to provide for passive cash flow. And it breaks my heart when I've got people who are in their mid to late fifties, early sixties who are like, yeah, I'm going to work for two more years and I'm going to take my early retirement because I hate my job. Fine. Fair enough. A lot of their most, I could understand why some people would hate their jobs. Right. Uh, so I'm only going to suffer through this for a short period of time. And then I'm going Dude. to retire. And I'm like, on what? Right. You're going to, is it, yeah. is it the government check, the social security that we're going to retire? Is it family? I mean, where's this, where's the, where's that money coming from? Reminds me of these passive people. real estate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go become a real estate investor at 59. Okay. Dude. I mean, maybe don't, uh, don't let me doubt anybody, but uh, yeah, statistically, er, uh, it reminds me of the, these folks in California who, you know, they had there was a million dollars saved up, and I'm like, a million millions, a lot more than what a lot of people have. Um, California, it's exactly 
right? And you can think of cost of living and taxes. And it's like, yeah, we want to, re- not even 60. Yeah, we want to retire. And we want to take, we want to be in a position where we can travel for two months out of the year, every year. Me too. <laughs> and I'm like, on what money? Yeah. That reminds me of the online marketers. I retired at 31. Really? I, I, had- I see that. Like, oh yeah, I'm retired. Like, I don't know if they know what that word means. I mean, we, I've had this conversation with you. So I, I don't know if sometimes if people understand the words that are coming out of their mouths. Like, uh, you know, the recruiter, the life insurance recruiter who wants to oh, I've been waiting you. for this. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> this life insurance recruiter. We're talking about a marketing organization, like, a, like an insurance agency or an IMO, an independent marketing organization, or an FMO, a field marketing organization. And look, the life insurance companies can own these things. The stock companies, you know, all those IULs. Anyway, they own a lot of them. Okay, I'm just giving a little background for these yeah. aggressive recruiters. So he fills out uh, my contact form on the website, and my assistant, God bless her, she he, she put him on the calendar. And I'm like, well, opportunity, learning opportunity for the future. Uh, but this initial please recruiter. <laughs> but the, this guy says, uh, oh my gosh. Okay. he's like, you haven't met me before. But I'm a managing director at such and such place that represents such and such company. And uh, we're very aligned with the IBC. In fact, we are the premier company for the concept. And it appears as though you are not currently appointed with us. So he wants to get in touch to fix it. And I'm like, and maybe I'm just too sensitive. I could be too sensitive. But you're going to tell me. That you're the premier company? I mean, you think I don't... I know the company, you know, I, but he's going to come and inform me and, you know, ostensibly expecting to recruit me. So, hey, dum-dum, you know, I know you've been in this business for five years, but if you didn't know, now you do. We're actually the best company. Well, let me help you out. So, <laughs> it turns out that you're just not appointed with us yet. And it's like... Why would you think that approach would be successful? I don't. Maybe, maybe it has been successful for him. Well, not my brand of success. Jeez. Anyway, I just it, some of the things these people say. It's like I, I don't know if you know what you're implying. Like, so he researched you just long enough to know that you didn't have a contract. You know with. His company here. And on my little form, I've got like, you know, what have you done? Like, what's your experience with the IBC? Oh, okay. Have you watched my series? Have you read Nelson's books? Have you watched the DVD? Do you own Whole Life? Are you an advisor? Like, different things you have to check. He checks, I own Whole Life. There's a box that says, I've read Becoming Your Own Banker. Didn't check that one. There's a box that says... Watch the whole life insurance mechanics series. Didn't check that one. There's a box that says, watch the Banking with Life podcast. Didn't check that one. So premier company for IBC, managing director, wants to recruit me. Premier for IBC. Hasn't read the book, but it's like... I I don't want to assume too much, you know, how the the individual is but maybe he's uh older than you 
and he wants to help your young self mm. to get educated. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> to let you know what the premier company is and, and question maybe uh, – how in the world can you be in the industry and not know all this already? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so stupid. I'm going to send him my uh, hour-long lecture on non-direct versus direct recognition so that oh. he can consider that with respect to his premier company. Ask him what the first-year load of the PUA is. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I'm just Or saying. what the flexibility. Or if they offer any level term or if we've got to use blended annually renewing term and every year. One of them better stay on there a long time. Um you know, um, it's a fine company. Yeah, as long as you don't take any loans <laughs> do anything. Well, you can own the company for like 20 years or 55 or 60 or something like that, and then it becomes a non-direct recognition. Oh, then you can switch it over. Yeah. yeah. But if we're talking about the infinite banking concept, I mean, that implies that uh, we are going to leverage the policy. Maybe- Yeah, he, I'll do my banking in 30 years from now. Or, or, or please go capitalize. And I, th- I kind of- Talking to, I mention it every now and then. It's like, take that, you know, premier policy issued by premier company to a third party lender so you can get a lesser loan rate and receive a full dividend. Oh, yeah, just take it to a line of credit, a, a life insurance, a LELOC, a LILOC, a HELOC. A, a, they create names and terms for these arrangements almost daily. So, to go do business with banks. Absolutely. And now let me ask you this. Blatant Let's, violation of not like, couldn't be more clear. But they're premier in the IBC world. We even have the banking relationships. And no, um, HELOC, do I get, uh, I'm not saying me, but would that particular individual, like just, would that be just another revenue stream for them? I'm just asking. I don't know. Of course. And let me, let, please, pray tell what are interest rates doing right now? So I've collateralized my policy, not partially, fully, for a line of credit. And you tell me what a line of credit is today, even for an accredited investor. And don't give me all that, you know, oh, this is a non-recourse loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out there, but you don't own them. Neither do I. Okay. What is interest rate? I, I talked to an individual just a couple of weeks ago. Um, purchased a lot of equipment, hmm. four or five separate pieces of equipment, right? Uh, an accredited investor and, you know, sign and drive kind of loans, eight and 9%. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. And, you know, so why would I go leverage my, you know, one of the most valuable assets that I would ever own? My life insurance policy to well, a third party lender. Well, and and then on that topic, and you brought this up. I just love this because it's it. I, you know, th- what happens at scale? Maybe it's not a fifty thousand dollar line of credit. What if it's a five hundred thousand dollar line of credit? Yeah. What if it's five million? What if I did? My, a, it, what, it, yeah. What if I did? You know, premium financing at those levels too. So I don't. Okay, yeah. Keep going. Please. And I, you know, because one of these, one of the. Uh, pitches is that oh we'll just make it so convenient for you you know give you a little piece of plastic open up your line of credit collateralized positive so easy so convenient yeah what happens that convenience is we add zeros to that number because I'm willing to bet that those there's going to be some recurring audits maybe some inspection maybe some uh, 
in inspection as to my ability to repay the money that I owe as that line of credit increases? Well, let, let me see. Would, at, would that line of credit increase automatically with the increase in your cash value? Or do you have to go and, you know, roll up your sleeve and show them your tattooed? No, we don't have that anymore. Show them your credit score to increase the line of credit. I'm just asking. To go right. back and ask for more. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're contract if you're paying a premium is going up on a guaranteed basis this occurred to me too you know what happens you do that you build up an indebtedness on this line of credit let's say you're down the line in the in the policy right you got cash value exceeds cost basis and that policy is collateralized with a commercial banker and your line of credit and for whatever reason you fall out of favor banker determines that you've violated the terms of that agreement indebtedness gets transitioned over into a note or demanded right yeah. it's like called right now and that doesn't work for whatever reason you're illiquid you know you got the money but can't pay it right now whatever and the the comp the bank decides to seize and liquidate that policy when the cash value exceeds the cost basis wouldn't that result in a taxable event to the what? policy owner what yeah. Oh, wait. You're still the owner. You just assigned it. Huh. Dang. Yeah. Oh, they, you mean a third party lender's not going to accept any liability tax consequence when it, when it comes to taxes? Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Well, let me just say that. Look, uh, you lender, third party lender, banker. Um, you know, if you have assets, if you seize these policies, these cash value policies issued by mutual companies, um, if you seize those and you want more than. Uh, well, you can get from the life insurance company on those. Just give me a call, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not good for any individual to sell their policy. Yeah. That's a whole Many other... bad things have already happened by that point. Yeah, and it's just worse, right? It's not good for you ever. The life insurance companies consider selling your mortality. You're not likely to get more coverage. Um, I'm just saying, uh, you know, maybe that... Maybe you're maybe you're a Dave Ramsey fan. Maybe you're a buy term and invest the difference recruit um, of whomever, right? Because he sure is not original. And you own that dirty old whole life policy issued by a mutual company. And your cash value is what, 10, 20, 15 or pennies, whatever it is. And you want to get rid of that. You know, generally, it takes about 30 days to surrender a policy and get your cash values. I can write a check today. <laughs> Okay, so if you legitimately have a life insurance policy issued by a mutual company that I don't have a relationship with, right? I can't, I'm not going <laughs> to violate my agreements. Um, and you want to, you know, get rid of that nasty old thing, trash value, life insurance, whatever, call me, connect with me, send me an email, James at Bank with Life. And I'm just going <laughs> to tell you right up front that it's not good for you, right? It is not good, but you hate it anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I am not kidding. I mean, I'm I'm just not. Anyway, so you're going to keep your appointment with the guy that your, uh, your assistant I, I inadvertently, you know, scheduled for you. Uh, it's not going to. What What would that accomplish? Uh, obviously, he he can educate you. You know, on on the premier yeah. company in IBC. <laughs> I wonder are they going to be at the think tank. Because they're, you know, between our talks, you you know, there's going to be life I insurance. I think the answer is no. Oh, my gosh. But they're the premier. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's a no. I think it's a no. It's, it's a no. Yeah. 
right? So they self-proclaiming premier, right? Going to the Nelson Nash Institute, the center yeah. of the infinite banking concept, right? And But they're not going to be there, but they're the premier company. That, wow, it's funny how it's just, just because you say something, you assume or expect everybody to believe you. Mm. How, you know, OMG, and, and no wonder people don't like life insurance agents. <laughs> and I refrain from using the word professional in that case. Yeah. I'm just, it's like, ooh. Yeah. But that that's just one blemish on the you know the experience so far in these first two weeks this year it's been hit the ground running man it's been it's been a grind which is you know, great i'm not complaining you know what we kind of experience is like you know some and me too right i tried my best like somewhere about mid-december you know been going all year long hard and it's like you know what i'll, I'll do that in january i think uh, a lot of people have uh yeah, it, it comes in waves. I and mean, you told me this very early on. It comes in waves, and it does. I mean, it's like you could put it on a lunar calendar or something. I mean, it's, it just comes in waves. And, yeah, it's all good. All right, what else, sir? I mean, I've, um, I've got to eat, and obviously you got to buy new clothes. They're hanging off of you. I know. Um, my book will come out later this year. People are asking wait. me about that. I don't even get to read the transcript yet. I mean, I feel a little bit left out. Even Nelson, let me read okay. his transcript. You get like literally first in line access to whatever you want. Oh, thank you. I mean, I can read through even typos, you know. It's like, I'm okay with that. I appreciate There's that. There's especially one chapter that I want you to read okay. closely. Well, I'm excited. That'll be, you know, and that's... Uh, I don't really like to make New Year's resolutions. I don't do that. But uh, I am going to read more. I'm going to carve out time to read more. My reading has fallen off more mm. than I'm comfortable with. Do you do so, audiobooks? Sir? Do you do audiobooks? Uh, yes, I have Audible, and but I can't get past a podcast. I mean, I, I listen. All I do is at night is listen. And these the things that I listen to, they're banned, they're burned, mm. you know, they're unavailable. Um so yes, I do, but I do have some. I have Audible, and I do listen to some books on Audible. Yeah, is yours going to be on Audible? I mean, yeah, I'm going to narrate it. You're going to narrate it. Oh yeah, that's a whole nother work. Oh, uh, just reading it. I mean, once it's all done, I just read it. Oh okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll take like however long. It's the it's longer. The manuscript's longer than I thought it would, and the publisher's going to charge me more money to <laughs> extra do it, for but, the. <laughs> <laughs> but uh charge you extra for the big words in there mr griggs <laughs> i was <laughs> i was telling you know, somebody in the business about it and like you said earlier there's a new book every week and we all kind of brace for it it's like because it's always marketing copy bound to look like a book you know and this is just not that this i had a client tell me that the other day he's like you know i really appreciate your content and it's audible i mean visual and he's like you know, are you going to write a book, James? And I said, yes, you know, probably, may wind up writing a couple, but um, he's, he's like, I, I read everything I can. And most of the books on the infinite banking concept are nothing but glorified marketing pamphlets. Yeah. And sometimes people say, you know, they, they tell me what they've watched or read and they'll mention a few certain things. And I'm like, yeah, hmm. like, well, it's good to have a breadth of, 
exposure, I suppose. Yeah. Because some of it is, it's just, this is marketing stuff. And because I've ordered and read a lot of, well, read is maybe too strong a word. I've looked through many of them and it's like, <laughs> you've skimmed them. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <clears throat> I'm ready. I was born that way. Yeah. Okay. Let me say, whenever you're ready and available, be happy to set it, do whatever to get it done. All right. I appreciate that. It's really, I really do. Because I do. I don't know that you can write the way I speak. I mean, for me, you we know can what I'm saying. Figure it out. It'd be a learning it's like process. You're like, but... you know, you're academic, you know, intellectual, and God love you. I do. I mean, it's, and 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 I'm like barely speak plain English. You know, proper English. I can speak plain English. Barely speak proper English. Well, certain you words have that. to be written a certain way when they're written. Like, it's got to... I get, you know, commas and, you know, periods. I mean, I get sentence structure, but... Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I find myself being a wordsmith just doing an email. You know, it's like... Yeah. So, I can torture myself. <laughs> we could figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, listen. I've had fun. Uh this is the first episode we've recorded this year, right? Yeah, it is. Isn't yeah. It? So we're not too far into the year, but I've enjoyed it. So thanks for driving down here. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening. Be free. All right. See y'all. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.